0: Available at PrimalBlueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com.
1: And now here's your host, Brad Kearns. Welcome listeners. It's Brad Kearns and I have a very special guest today, Vinny Tortorich, Quote unquote, America's angriest trainer. And wow, does that jump at you when you when you hit your website? Um, welcome, Vinny, to the show.
0: Hey, Brad, thanks for having me on. Uh, th- this is great. And, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, the first question I know you're going to ask, because I get asked that question all the time, is why am I so angry? But I'm not really angry at all, as you can tell. Or maybe you think I'm angry. <laughs> How do you feel about it?
1: Right now, we had a few minutes of chit-chat before the show, and we hit it off, and you have so many interesting facets. As soon as you spend a few minutes on your website, um, first thing I noticed was this incredible podcast library of, what is it, 300-plus shows, and the guest lineup has been amazing. So the first thing I want to plug is um, go check out angriest trainer podcast on your favorite podcast channel itunes whatever and all kinds of great guests and and great content a lot of times with your sidekick so tell us a little about the podcast
0: um the podcast we've had for a little over two years i i literally started the podcast because i wrote a book and then uh william morris read the book you know the agent over at william morris and said this is a great book but we went on uh, the internet and you do not exist in the cyber world at all. And that was pretty much by design. And they said, you need to figure out how to get people to know who you are or you will never sell one book. So I wrote a blog for about two weeks and realized that no one was reading it. And my nephew said to me, you should do a podcast because, you know, I used to do radio back in the 80s when I lived in New Orleans and I had a very popular show called Talking Fitness. And I said, great, I'll do a podcast. And then my second question was, well, what's a podcast? Because I literally did know what it was. And he said, it's basically radio on the internet. And so about one week later, I got in touch with this girl, Anna Vocino, who uh, was an acquaintance. I didn't really know her, but I just knew that she did voiceover and figured she might have a couple of mics laying around and uh, she might want to go on, on mic with me. And um, as they say, the rest has been podcast history. We've done well over 300 shows. We have probably between four and 500 hours of content out there. Um, and um, it's a pretty popular show. Uh, and, and like you said, I mean, it's kind of a who's who of fitness that's been on the show. Gary Tobbs has been on. Uh, Mark has been on, your your sidekick. Um, Tim Noakes has been on like three times. Uh, Peter Atiyah. It's kind of a who's who of people in the fitness world uh, who have been on the show. And coaches of all sorts. Uh, I don't think we've had Hal Higdon on, but we've had uh, Joe Friel. Uh, and then we've had celebrities on. We've had Howie Mandel. <laughs> uh, we've had many driver. We've had Andrea Anders. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, you know, just on and on and on. And I'm shocked that a podcast can actually, you know, command that kind of guest, but it does.
1: Yeah, that's great. And it, it, it it's um, you're based in L.A. We should mention and have been a trainer to the the L.A. types, including the celebrities, producers, people in Hollywood. Um, and that's, that's that celebrity connection that you mentioned. But tell us about that that experience. You've been down there for many, many years. Um, fitness and and all that's it's a big deal in LA and especially in Hollywood. So, um, what's your role been? What's your experience been like?
0: Well, you know, I actually talked about that in my book that came out about a year ago called Fitness Confidential, where you know when I got here, you know, I'd been a trainer in New Orleans for like God, almost ten years, eight years or something. And then I waltzed into LA not knowing a soul, and I started working out with anyone and everyone I could. And that led me to this really, really obese woman who worked at Playboy, who I took a couple of hundred pounds off of for free. I'm in charge her. she didn't have the money. And uh, she you know, turned me on to some of the Playmates to train them because after a Playmate does you know, their, their spread, they now have, you know, you know, Playboy has them under contract for like two years or something. And the first thing that happens to a girl from the Midwest when you give them money is they start eating well. And the last thing Playboy needed was Playmates getting fat. It just didn't work for their image. So they saw what I did with this woman. They hired me to train a few of the Playmates. And as you know, Playmates are kind of a stepping stone to real celebrities, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I became the quick weight loss guy for celebrities. you know I started getting that phone call you know over and over and over, and uh all of a sudden, I was in business in l a
1: Wow, that's incredible, and what a great start that you did something out of the kindness of your heart to someone who uh wasn't going to be on the big screen anytime soon, but you you helped someone and it led to um i guess that would be uh Kind of a uh, a journey that many young trainers might aspire to is um, getting into the the playmate training game.
0: Yeah, you know, or, you know, I get, you know, trainers call me all the time, Brad, and they ask to take me out for lunch or for coffee or whatever, and I know exactly why they're doing it. It's a good thing I like coffee, and it's a good thing I like lunch because I take every meeting. And the first thing they'll say to me is, how do you become a celebrity trainer? How do you get those people? And I will say, just do good work. And they'll go, yeah, 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 I do good work. Just tell me how to get them. And my answer is, do good work. If people see that you're the guy, look, we all walk into gyms and we see people working out with trainers. And in most cases, the trainer has more weight to lose than the client. And if you see that same client six months later, the trainer's even fatter, and the client still hasn't changed at all. That's not a good trainer. That's not a person <laughs> that's doing anything. By the way, that's what I'm angry about. I'm angry because people's good intentions get stolen. People pay good money for advice, and then they'll get the crappiest trainer in the world, and nothing will happen. You know. So I tell them, just go out and do good work. Even if you have to do it pro bono, just do good work. People will see that. If you get someone to lose 250 pounds, that's bigger than any billboard you can hang up on Sunset Boulevard.
1: Wow, that's great. Um, and it's something that maybe gets lost in the shuffle when there's so much attention paid to um, hustling and, and you know getting, getting your PR rather than getting to the, to the basic of what, it, what a trainer really is.
0: I think it's like that with any business, you know, you know, if you're looking at, you know, trying to work on your own PR, instead of working on who you are and what you're trying to do, you're going to lose out. You know, everyone's trying to sell sizzle when in fact we should be selling steak.
1: Yeah. And your, your comment reminds me of something that uh, Dr. Kate Shanahan said on, on a recent show that you go see the doctor and they're trying to dispense dietary or health advice to you and they're invisibly extremely poor health so there's a little bit of a disconnect there that trainers definitely have to walk the talk more more so than probably any other career.
0: By the way how much do you love Um, did you say Shanahan or, or which one what did you just say you had on?
1: Yeah, Dr. Kate Shanahan, who's, um runs our Primal Advantage one-on-one consulting program. And I noticed she's been a guest on your show. And, oh, we've had yeah. her on a
0: couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We love Kate. Because in my mind, you said, Kate, and I started thinking Sarah Gottfried, who we just had on again, too.
1: Yeah.
0: You should get her on. She's great, by the way.
1: Um, that was a great uh, show. I listened to part of it. And um, you got a good thing going here. So back to the um, back to the opening. Tell me about the tagline, America's Angriest Trainer, and what's the, what's the angle there? The, uh,
0: the, the, the angle, if, if there is an angle, is I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to go and Jillian Michaels you by yelling at you <laughs> while you run on the treadmill. That's never served anyone any good. I'm actually mad for you. Because let, let's face it, Brad, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be fat. I want to be 400 pounds overweight. No one has ever said that, ever. No one has ever said, I want to feel like I'm passing out every time I bend over to tie a shoe. You know, no one has ever said that. No one has ever wanted to feel crappy. Yet, against all of their good intentions to, you know, go on Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or Atkins or whatever, you know, whatever fad diet they were on uh, or what, whatever piece of equipment they've bought on television or whatever powder they bought at a gym that promised to give them lean muscle mass, they've been lied to. And that's what makes me angry. I'm not angry at you. I'm angry with you and for you. And that's what the show is all about. I, I just, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, I just put the truth out there. And that's why I have people like uh, your own Mark Sisson on the show because, you know, you guys are handing out truth, and I love that stuff.
1: Uh, so you're you're a uh, a friend of the primal paleo movement, and I notice um, you're you're touting here the NSNG, no sugar, no grain. So that's your big um, that's your position on diet in a nutshell, eh?
0: Yeah, you know, and NSNG, you know, when I came up with that, No Sugars, No Grains, and wrote the book, Fitness Confidential, around that, um, it was uh, not unlike what Mark has done with Primal Blueprint or what the paleo folks are doing. Uh, but also, uh, it's, it's not unlike what vegans are trying to do. You know, vegans and, and uh, paleo people, there seems, to, you know, th- th- it's polarizing. You're either one or the other. You know, you you know the vegans hate the the the, uh, the the paleo group. The paleo group hates the vegans. And by the way, they're both trying to do the same thing: make people better. Somehow, I've bridged the gap between the two, and I think Mark has done a good job of doing that too. Because we're not telling people to just go out and eat meat and eat bacon all day, and you know all this crazy type of dieting. Mark, just like me, will tell people eat a ton of vegetables. You know, I eat more vegetables than I I would ever eat meat. So somehow with NSNG, I've bridged that weird gap between vegans and the paleo group.
1: Uh, so you coined that. That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, that, that's my that's my thing.
1: It's simple too, because I uh, you know I talk about when we primal enthusiasts, extreme enthusiasts, are thrown into a social situation with regular people, and we're trying to dispense um, a compelling soundbite or, or capture the, um, the, the the essence in a nutshell, if you said no sugar, no grains, that would get a person thinking um, and, and taking perhaps a, a positive step just by reconsidering having those at the centerpiece of a diet.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and that's when I sat down to write the book, I said to myself, well, I don't want to tell, you know, because when you say paleo and you know this from being paleo, the first thing that people will say is, tell me what I can eat. I decided to tell people what they can eat and then said, you could go and eat everything else. That seems to work. At least it works for me and it works for the people who are following that movement.
1: Right, right. Um, And with these uh, celebrity clients or all your clients, whoever you're encountering, and you're the quick weight loss guy in Hollywood... Tell me about the strategy. Obviously, it's NSNG and then some.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's basically no sugars, no grains. And, um, you know, I almost took that to my grave, literally, because I got very sick back in 07. Uh, I had leukemia. And it was after that that my buddy Dean Laurie, who was a Hollywood producer and still is, uh, said, you know, you almost died, you idiot. You need to do something with all this information and i decided well since i'm going to die anyway i might as well just you know tell everyone how i've kept hollywood in shape or at least the you know the part of hollywood that i'm involved in uh-huh. um obviously there are other trainers who do what i do uh and i just put it out there and that's been my big trade secret for all these years if um and, and by the way some of the celebrities i'll get called in and I'm not going to mention any products, but let's just say it's like a Weight Watchers deal, and the Weight Watchers is going to hook a big celebrity to Weight Watchers. Well, those people don't lose weight on Weight Watchers. They call people like me in <laughs> to get the weight off. Oh
1: of. my gosh, you're 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 destroying the um, the fantasy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I mean, that, you know, I, I'm all about the truth. I'm the guy that yeah. would get the call, and you would be shocked at the diet programs where I would get the call, they would also call in a chef, and they would call in all these different people. And the way these people, these celebrities would lose weight had nothing to do with the diet, you know. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is cut out sugars and grains. You don't have to get people to starve or do anything crazy. You know, you could get people to lose weight really fast. Now, look, sometimes I had a situation where they gave me five weeks to get a lot of weight off of someone for a bikini shot in a movie type of thing. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, you know, you put people into dietary ketosis and that sort of thing. But it's not something I like to do because it's hard to keep people in dietary ketosis, you know. And it's not good to go in and out. So it's something I've done, but not something I do all the time.
1: Uh, the Your revealing uh, uh, answer reminds me of... Um, when I used to work in the um, supplement scene with, you know, endurance athletes and also the bodybuilders took these products, and you're, you're all, we're all familiar with the contests where. These guys go from fat and soft to unbelievably ripped and they're showing the newspaper in the picture to prove that they did it in a span of eight weeks. And the secret there is that it's not before and after, it's actually before, after and back to before. In other words, you take these extremely ripped guys and they sit on the couch for six weeks and gain a bunch of weight in the interest of winning this contest they take a picture when they're at their maximum bloated, and and, uh, and then they get back in the gym and get back to where they were before, because it's pretty much, it's pretty difficult to get into, you know, super, super ripped specimen coming from fat slob without that background.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the bottom line is, there's nothing healthy about what those guys are doing, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, and speaking of that, you're big into the endurance scene, the ultra scene, and, I'm sure you're familiar with um Mark's uh position on that and warning against the um the chronic nature of endurance training, extreme endurance training. So it seems like you're into an angle where you can you can pursue these uh endurance goals in a healthy manner.
0: Well, I I actually side with Mark. I love doing ultra endurance events. Um but I'll be the first to tell you that they're probably not the healthiest thing you can do. Um, on I don't do them every year. Uh, I'll take whole years, uh, in some cases, two years off, and then I'll get back into it and train for a couple of events. But Mark is absolutely right. Uh, I I see so many triathletes who are just chronically, you know, in pain and chron- You know, it's it's just chronic all the way around. Um, these people are tired. They're walking around in a daze, yet they think they're doing something good for themselves. And I'm not so sure they're doing anything good for themselves anymore. Um, so Mark, I think Mark has a strong point there. The problem is, is there are guys like me who like to go out every now and then and challenge ourselves, you know. And uh, I'll take six months or so and train for an event and do the event. But after the event, I'll come right back down to being regular guy again, um, Yeah, I see people posting every day on Facebook. I just ran this and I Uh just posted that and I'm so cool. I just swam three miles, look at me, I'm cool. And it's like, what are you doing? Really, what are you doing? You know, what's what's the long game? What's the big game here? Where where are we getting with this? You know? So I think Mark may have a point there.
1: Um, So in your case, what kind of uh, events have you tackled and how did you do it in a manner that preserved your health?
0: Uh, well, in a manner that preserved my health, uh, not so much. But uh, I've been mostly a guy doing cycling. Um, it started off in the 90s. I did most of the the long-distance, uh, uh, 24-hour mountain bike stuff, and that was brand new. And then eventually I moved on to road cycling. I was a road cyclist that whole time, but I got into the long game of road cycling. So that went on for years, years some years on, some years off. Uh, As far as trying to preserve myself during that time, sleep is the most important thing. Uh, Getting the right phytonutrients, eating enough vegetables, getting enough red meat, uh, you know, very important. And supplementation. And when I say supplementation, I'm not talking about protein powder. I'm talking about adding to, you know, just the the 13 essential vitamins and, uh, you know, making sure that you're getting... uh, key minerals in there, things that you're sweating out, things that you're just, you know, killing your body, getting rid of. You need to get them back in.
1: Uh, Right. And you, you, you color that well with the, um, the idea that you're in this intensive training mode and and people ask, you know, do you really need to take a vitamin? Do you really need this? Do you really need that? And I I think in the case of the, the athletes pushing peak performance potential, um, it's definitely worth looking at. Your book, The Fitness Confidential, which we talked about briefly i love the um the subtitles it says get fit get inspired get the dirt adventures in weight loss game and i imagine you're you're um you're 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 telling the secrets of how you get the uh the celebrities uh lean and mean in a short time and um what else is that book all about
0: you know i i spent very little time like when i when i read uh you know primal blueprint mark really goes in detail as to what to eat how to eat it when to eat it and i love that book um with my book i figured people like mark had done enough of that i literally boiled down the no sugars no grains thing into one chapter and the rest of the book is telling you things that no one else in a fitness book has ever told anyone um <clears throat> things like how to not get screwed when you go to get a gym membership? <laughs> you know how to use a you know the free trainer they give you with the membership to your advantage. Uh, how they you know the insidious nature of all the junk food they have at the you know when you walk into a health club. Um, how to find a good trainer from a bad trainer if that's what you want? Um, how to find a good triathlon coach or or running coach. It goes into all sorts of details, and then it tells my cancer story, and then there's kind of an inspirational story there at the end. And uh, the book has been out for well over a year now, maybe a year and a half, and it still sells like hotcakes on Amazon. Uh, the book has like almost 800 reviews, and it still has almost a, a complete five-star review on Amazon, which is crazy talk.
1: Yeah, and the reviews, it's extremely highly reviewed, and it's not like the, um, uh, s- some of the author's strategies where they just blast it. I mean, each, the, each of these reviews are very thoughtful and specific from uh, apparently real readers that actually loved and enjoyed this book and picked out some of the things like you just mentioned. And um, speaking of that, how do you find a good running or triathlon coach if you're aspiring to do these challenges?
0: Well, look, as you know, as being a a triathlete or a former triathlete, there are more coaches than there are people actually doing the sport. Seems like, as I say (laughs) in the book, you know, people Uh, will run one race and then they become an expert, you know, and you'll look on Facebook and all of a sudden they're a coach. And, uh, you know, I knew one guy who's like a high school teacher who ran a couple of events and then became a triathlon coach, literally. Hung a shingle out. (laughs) And what these people do is they go and they get Joe Friel's book, or they'll get, you know, we mentioned Hal Higdon's book or one of our Chris Carmichael's book, and they will read the book and then copy the formula and call themselves a coach. My thing is, why don't you just go get the book and read it yourself? And you now have just as much or more information than the guy you're paying hundreds of dollars to every month.
1: Uh, that is one of the best quotes of 2014. So I'm going to pause the show to to type this in so so I don't forget. There are more coaches than people doing the sport. <laughs> and um it's pretty uh it's a pretty accurate insight. One one of the other um quotes I like from you is is reading about this uh no sugar no grains FAQ. And people are asking the usual questions like, um, what about chocolate milk? Is that, is that a good recovery food? And do you want, do you want me to say the quote or do you know it by heart?
0: Um, (laughs) you you go, you go ahead and say it.
1: Vinny's answer is chocolate milk. Chocolate milk is loaded with sugar. So you're a straight shooter, man. I appreciate it. And, um, the uh, the flavor that you bring to uh, the training game, which often seems to be overloaded with seriousness and self-importance, um, it seems like you're a pretty open and approachable guy, and it comes out in your your podcasts and your books. And so, um, let's you know, let's make sure people get to know you by visiting um, vinnie.torterich.com. Right, v i n n i e t o r t o r. That's right. I didn't repeat myself. <laughs> R I C H. VinnyTortorich.com, America's angriest trainer and definitely subscribe to the angriest trainer podcast and the guest list is uh, it's unsurpassed man you got some great ones in there I noticed Mark Allen I'm going to listen to that one the the all time great triathlete you got Tim Olson who um, is winning those ultra endurance marathons and, and subscribing to primal paleo style lifestyle. And you mentioned Timothy Noakes, probably the preeminent exercise physiologist in the world who has made great waves in, the, um, in his scientific community by transitioning away from the, the boiler plate of many years to now uh, embrace this low carb primal paleo style uh, in the endurance scene what's been yeah. some of your uh, most memorable uh, moments with guests on the podcast
0: uh, you know uh god there's the, the, the so many of them uh there's been so many uh, there's been so many memorable moments uh you know having mark on was a, a really cool thing i'm not just saying that i 'm not just blowing smoke uh you know getting Peter Atia on was pretty pretty big deal uh he gave a lot of great information. Uh, if people really want a great show to listen to go back it's in the archive shows but uh, you, you know you can buy the shows for like two bucks or something to download all 500 hours uh uh but gary taubes is a memorable guest you, you mentioned uh um what's his name tim tim uh what was his name the Timoth- ultra uh,
1: timothy no oh tim Olson. the ultra tim runner. Olson.
0: I had Tim Noakes on the brand. He was a good guest. And also Zach Bitters. I don't know if you know him. He he eats a paleo-style diet. And that guy has 12-hour records for running uh, national records here in the United States. And he does it all with no sugar. Great guest. He's been on a couple of times. Mark Allen's been on, I think. He was a reluctant guest the first time he came on. And now he calls us to come back on. He's been on like four times now. Uh, he's also a great guest. So I I could go on and on with these people. We love them all. They all come on. And I I can't get enough of
1: it. Hey, Vinny Tortorich, thank you so much for joining us on the Primal Blueprint podcast from Los Angeles. And uh, we will talk to you soon, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Brad Kearns. Have a great day.
0: Safeguard your health with the most comprehensive all-in-one nutritional supplement on the planet, Primal Nutrition's Damage Control Master Formula. Forget mixing and matching with multiple bottles of individual agents. Now you can just take a single packet of the most potent and optimally balanced multivitamin, multimineral, antioxidant formula available on the market. You'll enjoy complete immune system, cardiovascular, memory, nerve, bone, liver, and anti-stress support, and much more. With. 50- 51 research proven ingredients damage control master formula helps you combat oxidative damage in every cell and every system in your body and shore up any dietary shortcomings with complete protection order damage control master formula today at primalblueprint.com and check out the
1: incredible free shipping offer for our convenient and custom designed auto ship program